In this week's special episode, we'll be taking an early look at Pie Packer, a new multiplayer gaming platform to play retro games and modern indie classics. We'll be taking a look at a new Evercade versus console. And could NetherRealm be working on another fighting franchise? This is episode 18 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro inspired. My name is Barry and today I'm joined by Phil and Anthony. Hello. Hello there. So, how's your week been? Hey, it's not been too bad. I've been messing about with PlayStation now, of all things. Oh, you've gone to the dark side. <laughs> I really, really wanted to play Bloodborne. Wait, I really wanted to play Bloodborne, and it's on there. You're obsessed with those sort of games. We know you are. Uh, yeah, yeah no, I love those sort of games. It works all right, you know. So, how are you finding Bloodborne? I'm enjoying it. The lag's almost killed me a couple of times, which has been a touch annoying. But overall, it plays okay. Definitely a game that uh, lag at all will just stuff you over. Same same with Demon's Souls, Dark Souls. You know, one misstep, you're dead. Yeah. There's there's a few other games I wouldn't mind trying on the service, but I want to make sure I get through that first. Well, it's a bit odd that you've decided to try a streaming service this week because we've got a bit more news about another streaming service a bit later on in the podcast, haven't we? That we've been using this week. And we've been playing quite a few games on there. Thankfully, we're still talking to each other. Somehow. Somehow, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're on Mario Kart, which is probably why. Yes, we're not on Mario Kart. The destroyer of friendships and relationships. (laughs) (laughs) There's still time to come, isn't there? There is. True. Have you had much time to play anything, Andre? Uh, I myself have been playing some more Horror Warriors. And I've been playing a lot with Sam as well. And he's really getting to grips with it, and he's actually really enjoying it himself. So that's what I've been sinking my teeth into. I must admit, out of outside of a few games of Worms with you guys, I've not really had a chance to play anything this week. Is Bank Holiday Monday coming up, so you might have an extra True. day to do something? Well, yeah, although I'll probably be editing this podcast for the uh, following week. So That's very true, too. So this week, we've got a lot of news about retro consoles and ways to play them i believe the first one up is the evercade versus yeah so these guys did a handheld a while ago didn't they yeah yeah a pretty popular handheld actually uh yeah so i understand that since the handheld version received quite a lot of positive feedback they've decided to now release a console version for your living room yeah and this this looks pretty reasonably priced, to be honest, considering a lot of the retro systems that we're seeing coming out over over the last few years. So $89.99 will get you the console. I'm sure there's some bundles with a couple of cartridges. And thankfully, it uses the same cartridges from the Evercade handheld. So That's if you fine. do own one of them, you just bring your game straight across. Yeah, there's a good, decent selection of games as well and collections, isn't there? Yeah, each cartridge tends to have at least a handful of games. So some of the highlights is there's a Worms collection, there's a Pico collection that has some games such as Soccer Kid. Don't know if you ever remember playing that on the Mega Drive nope. or the Amiga. Do you ever nope. remember a game called Marco's Magic Football? Was that the one where it was like a side-on 2D and you had to kick the ball along and you picked up power-ups and stuff? Yeah. I think I remember that one. Right, Soccer Kid is just practically the same game. Oh, right. I I don't know which one came out first, but they're very, very similar. 
Maybe it was Sakakira then. Perhaps, perhaps. But it's it's a nice way to play these games on your large screen TV. The console comes with two controllers, and if you do want to pick up the handheld, that's that's still going to be available. That's about sixty pounds at the moment with Namco Collection. So it's it's a great way to to get into retro gaming. To be honest, I wonder if they've done the same thing as like the Wii U did with theirs. Is can you use a handheld as controller as well? Yeah, you can actually use the handheld console if you have it as a controller. You can have up to four players, and you can use practically any USB controller you wish. That's cool. So it's it's nice and flexible. Yeah, it's not limiting you down to which controls if it's any USB, especially. Yeah, a lot of these systems tend to use proprietary controllers that often you have to buy the controllers. It's nice that Evercade's allowing you to basically bring your own controller if you want. Controllers themselves don't look too bad. They remind me a lot of like a cross between the NES and the SNES in terms of design. It's kind of like if um, 8Bido controller type thing. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah. One thing I find quite interesting and unique with this is the fact that you can plug in two different cartridges in at the same time and access all the libraries at once. So say you only have two cartridges, you can have them in all time. And yeah. you know, you don't have to be chopping and changing all the time. I, I always remember, I think it was my original Engage did something similar to that, where you could chuck in two games and just switch between them. Although in all fairness... Thinking back about it now, the Engage it was kind of a necessity because to switch cartridge you had to take the battery out of the unit. <laughs> yeah, well, it was it was a funky little phone, but it was a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, Engage QD. I regret getting that. I used to love that bit of uh, <laughs> Pocket Kingdoms. Couldn't beat it. But you regret getting it because of how much you no, played no. it. <laughs> I regret getting rid of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was. I was going to say <laughs> that, that, that was that was my primary phone for quite a while. Yeah, I remember it. I remember you having it through college. The only thing I regret about it is getting Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic N on it. I thought Sonic on a phone, it looks amazing. It was just a port of Sonic Advance. However, the Engage screen did not fit Sonic. Seriously. It was a portrait screen <laughs> with a fast running platformer. Oof. But we're getting a bit sidetracked, so. <laughs> The oh yeah, <laughs> the Evercade verse. Yeah, it's it's not the most exciting thing in the world, but it's it's definitely great for anyone wanting to get into retro gaming or anyone who has a Evercade handheld that wants to play it up on the big screen. Yeah, it does look like a nice, tidy little console. Yeah, and it's just interesting now. Again, more and more retro sort of consoles are coming out we'll see how it goes yep and the fact that you know if you get a beat em up on it you can actually play it with friends couch co-op well as soon as you know your friends can actually come around yeah and set your couch and while we're talking about beat em ups I believe Neverrealm there's some rumours circulating around them yeah apparently they are making a new Marvel fighting game that that would be interesting. Yeah, bit of a weird one, considering they're owned by Warner Brothers that also own DC. Does that open the way to Marvel vs. DC? Yeah, are we going to have some sort of bizarre crossover happening? It's going to be a bloodbath if, if that happens, isn't it? Let's face it. <laughs> I mean, Squirrel Girl cannot lose to Superman, let's be honest. No, Squirrel Girl can't lose full stop. 
<laughs> we might be able to see what happened between Hulk and Superman, but I <laughs> I'm pretty certain there's been a comic series that's probably explored that at some point. hundred percent. Different mock-ups than that. I'm actually quite a big fan of the, especially the recent Injustice and Mortal Kombat games. I yes. must admit, I actually, as stupid as it sounds, Mortal Kombat 11, I picked up just for the story. <laughs> Wasn't the majority of that just cut screen? The game's a fight and then a cut scene and then another fight. That's the progression of the actual uh, story. But you'll play as different characters. You'll see them go off and do different things. It was pretty convoluted at some points, but it was a pretty good story. I enjoyed it. Same with Injustice. Yeah, I mean, it's... I enjoyed the stories for Injustice, Mortal Kombat 10, uh, and all that. I just... Clunky is the wrong word, but I'm not a fan of the actual mechanics of the fighting game. I find it too... It's not clunky, because they do play well. You, you're just, just sour because I beat the <laughs> part of you, aren't you? <laughs> it doesn't matter what beats him up it is, unless it's dead or alive. I'm getting the <laughs> beat out of me, so it's fine. Dead or alive, you're getting that. the it'll, beat out it'll of just sour about most games. Because, sorry, beat him up again. No, I have a chance. I have a chance on dead or alive. Yeah, only if we're playing online and the battery goes in me controller again. <laughs> I can just hear Phil coming out the speaker going, Baz, Baz, you there? Your batteries have gone, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> to which he just proceeds as I'm like desperately trying to find another set of double A's just beating <laughs> beat me to a pulp. And he goes, yes, I won. I've won more than just when the batteries run out. Like a one against 50 sort of thing. L- law of averages, he's got to win once or twice. <laughs> We were talking about this, though, and I was saying I'd quite like to see Arc System Works do a Marvel game. Yes. To be honest, I'd just like to see Arc System Works make another 2D fighting game. Yeah, they do make some very nice 2D fighting yeah. games. I think, so obviously, another realm with this Marvel fighting game is one to look out for. But especially after what happened with the last Marvel game that was released, hopefully it might be a bit of a change in pace, I guess. Yeah, and I'll... <laughs> I'll be honest, the last Marvel fighting game, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh, Yeah, Capcom dropped the ball with that one. Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is an absolute masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Infinite. 3 was okay. It's not going to be a popular opinion, but I do. I'm not saying they're bad, but I do think Capcom have lost whatever magic they used to have with beat-em-ups. It does feel that way. I mean, Street Fighter V was... It, I think it lost a lot of the magic of the Street Fighter series. Yeah. I, I'd love to see a SNK bring out a few more beat-em-ups, to be honest. Well, yeah. When was the last one we saw from them? Um, well, there's been a couple of King of Fighters not too long ago. I think King of Fighters thirteen was the, probably the last one I played. Which I've almost instantly realised was eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. That says a lot. With beat-em-ups, I kind of feel like it's gone to the same thing of you know, you've just got Tekken or Dead or Alive or another one. You know, it's limited down to a few. There isn't as broad as it used to be at all. In all fairness, it's been like that pretty much since the PlayStation Saturn yeah. generation. If you weren't Capcom, you weren't SNK, or you weren't Namco, you were an outlier. I think Tecmo's nudging the way in there with the Dead or Alive series. but They, they did. They did, yes. But I, I'd still say Dead or Alive is a bit more fringe than your Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even like your Virtua Fighters. I know there's a new Virtua Fighter title coming out soon, but we haven't seen one of them since early Xbox. I think Virtua yeah. Fighter 5 was the last one, and I think that was even on the PS2, if I remember right. 
Yeah, I think it might be. There wasn't there a 360 Virtual Fighter game? Yeah, Virtual Fighter 5. Yeah. They've done a couple of revisions. I think the final one was something like um, Virtual Fighter 5 Final Showdown or something. Ah, right. Fair enough. Though, I think fighting games at the minute, they all come to be tend to be kind of chasing the the esports goal. Yeah. You, you what do you think? We just need them to be fun. Probably probably the fighting game I have most fun with is Smash Brothers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, Smash Brothers is good. Or Guardian Heroes, that perfectly balanced title. Yes, so balanced. I'm going to blow up the entire screen. <laughs> I still remember the first time you showed me that. You have to put in a really complicated command. BNC. <laughs> yeah, I still remember first playing that with you two, and I did not know what was going on because, yeah, it's just a mess. We've been playing you know, it for decades and we still don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I was going to say, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> All you do is you see a big explosion, hold block, and go, please survive this. Or be a character that can't block. Well, that's his choice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's the wrong choice, I'm just saying it's definitely not the right choice. I have won more than once with the undead hero. <laughs> Law of averages. That and you're probably hiding in the <laughs> corner and let me do all the fighting. But back to this, um, if if these rumours are true, I, I'd like to see a story-driven Marvel beat-em-up. I, I think it could be really good. Definitely one thing NetherRealm do well is story-driven. Absolutely. That, and I'd love to see who they bring in as DLC characters. Past DLC characters that we've had between Injustice and Mortal Kombat, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we've had Jason Voorhees, we've had Robocop and Terminator, The Predator. Yeah. See, they're pulling a lot of these in, though, from the Warner Brothers catalogue, aren't they? Yeah, I know. I'm sure you could get someone, you know. You'd get crossovers that you would never imagine. Think about it. You've got all the Marvel characters, and then, then you're throwing in the Predators, <laughs> throwing in Robocop. Hey, if Disney are up for it, throw in Luke Skywalker, Mickey Mouse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. Hang on, sorry. Mickey Mouse against a Predator. Who wouldn't want to see that fight? <laughs> it's pitched and done. <laughs> so, moving swiftly on, before we destroy too many childhood icons, some Game Pass titles going to be coming out in May. We've got Dragon Quest Builders 2. Yeah, a great game. I've got that on the Switch. Yeah, it, one I'll probably at least have a look at. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more, it leans a bit more towards being an RPG than like a Minecraft or Portal Knights type building title. I was going to say sort of similar to Portal Knights then. Yes, I, I'd probably say if you've got Minecraft on one end and Dragon Quest Builders on the other, Portal Knight's kind of the in-between of the two. So it leans That's a bit more enough. towards the RPG side. We've also got Second Extinction coming to Game Pass. That I would like to give a try. I always get mixed up which game this is. Is this the survival this three-player hunting one where you go out and you hunt different dinosaurs that are running around? Right, so is this the one uh, that's a bit like Evolve, the asymmetrical one, where it's like yeah. a team no, of no, like three no, or four of you versus one big dinosaur? No, it's not. No, no, no. This is just a team of three of you Going out into wild and you're hunting different edit, different dinosaurs you've been tasked to hunt down. You're not right. fighting against another another person controlling a big main monster. Dark monster rides. hunter, if you will. Well, yeah, yeah, monster yes. hunters kind of the game I meant. I didn't necessarily mean the dinosaur was controlled by another player. In monster hunter, it's four of you essentially versus one larger enemy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And we've also got the remaster of Destroy All Humans coming out. I remember having fun with this. Yeah, mindless shooting game. Yes. Not one I've played. I think EDF, but with aliens. Well, you're the alien. <laughs> yeah. Including the name. Ah. Or, <laughs> it's basically how I played Grand Theft Auto. 
<laughs> that too. Well, yeah, I have seen the art on that. Yeah, destroy all humans. <laughs> <laughs> um, a game that we're all excited about. Yeah, I was going to say one that we're going to play to death. FIFA 21. We, we just can't wait. Yay. When was the last time all of you two touched a sports game? I think it was FIFA about 96. FIFA 2000. Was it nine? No, it was 2006, I think. I can't even remember when I did. The last one I've played properly was FIFA 96 World, World Cup, and there was a dedicated elbow button in it. That is a very specific memory. Now. Was that 96? That was, yeah, the original PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we only remember it because we would literally foul each other. Yes. <laughs> we, turned, we turned a football game into a fighting game. <laughs> See how long we could go before uh, the match was called off because we didn't have enough players. <laughs> And then we've also got Knockout City, EA's dodgeball game. Yes, I saw this at the Nintendo Direct. It, it reminded me a lot of Splatoon, actually. Right, okay. Which is to say it's probably not a game for me. That's fair enough. Looks like it could be fun. And Game Pass, it's free. What's it going to cost us? 20 minutes downloading it? Five minutes play. If you don't like it, just uninstall. Carry on. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I've done that with a few Game Pass titles, to be fair. Yeah, You've done that with a few games in general. Nope. Play five minutes. Don't like it. Don't like it. It's the worst game well, in the world. Yeah, okay, I lost the barry. Stuff it. All right. How far did you get? Oh, I like about a quarter of the way through the tutorial. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> the game you done that too was Dauntless, and then you went on to just play it to death. Yeah, you hardly played to that. Death. Said, don't play it. It's not very good. Me and Barry jumped on it, played it. We and then you joined in and were like, oh yeah, I like it, and then carried on <laughs> playing it again. And you were going to us, oh it's rubbish, and we were like, oh it's great. Yeah. Well, when I played it, it was laggy. It didn't play particularly well. It felt awful. It so they like, must have done some improvements between that than when we it played was it like all together. A week between you what? playing it and like, writing it like, off, and us actually well, getting. Oh, anyway. <laughs> you read the first line, didn't like it, and stopped reading. Like From one online did. game to another. Yeah. So, um, one that we are well that I'm genuinely excited about. Oh, I'm looking forward to this one. Until yeah, we Phil all are, ruins it you. for me. Uh, Fancy <laughs> Star Online Two: New Genesis. The I, open beta starts May the 14th. I'm really excited for this, and I can't wait. And this is definitely a game we've all played to death. Oh, well. PSO2, yes, 100%. Yeah. Oh. oh, 100%. I thought you were going to say hundreds of hours, and I was going to say, and the rest. That's anyway, <laughs> everyone knows the true true end game of PSO2. Oh, fashion. Phil, we all don't want to dress up our characters like you do. <laughs> Phil, what you dress up your characters in is very questionable sometimes, okay? Yeah, let's put, let's put it this way. Anthony will not be letting his daughter out dressed like your character is most of the time. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. I mean, carrying a bow is generally not a good idea in public. Uh, I was thinking more of fishnet <laughs> so- stockings and a see-through top. But, you know, <laughs> never, I suppose the bow, you bow is... Uh, Hang on. <laughs> You're dressing her up way too much compared to how he puts her as. That's still too much compared to what Phil just her. His avatar is. And then moans at my character who's wearing armor gun. Oh, you've not actually got pants on. I'm like, I don't care. I've got armor on. <laughs> yeah, and so he's, the, so he's the person whose character doesn't literally wear pants. It's got armor. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be glad to hear the fashion transfers over to New Genesis, apparently. Yeah, I think a lot of cosmetics and your character itself transfers over. And when the game finally comes out, you'll actually be able to flick back and forth between PSO2 Vanilla, or whatever they want to call it, and New Genesis. Although your character levels will be separate. Yeah. So what you're saying we're going to be getting is, Phil will still be going, hey guys, look at my clothes. I mean, you'll be going, don't care. No, what it'll actually be is, come on, 
it's an experience boosted mission. I've put all my EXP boosts, my try boosts. I'm buffed up. Come on, let's Phil, what are you doing? You go, oh, wait a minute. I'm just uh, I'm just trying on these new shoes. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> sir, Phil, come on. The dragon is eating Anthony. And you're going, oh, do you think this jacket or this jacket? And you're like, oh, oh for God's sake, Phil. My time is running out. I'm losing the XP boost. Get your butt over here now. <sighs> so, moving on to the main event. What we were actually uh, mainly looking forward to talking about today. So, finally, we come to Pie Packer. Now, first of all, I'd like to get out of the way that this episode is not sponsored by the great guys at Pie Packer, but we'd like to say a massive thank you as they have actually provided us with a couple of keys so we could get into the beta, try out the service, and maybe ruin a few friendships along the way. So far, that hasn't happened. Nearly has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feels a bit damaged by that, but we'll come to it later. <laughs> Um, so it's worth mentioning that PyPacker is a complete web-based service. It's all through your browser, nothing to download, all like that. It's all streamed. It is literally runs straight through a click, join into it, and you can play a game with your friends. It's currently going through Kickstarter in the minutes, and it's currently smashing through goals as well, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it was fully funded in, what was it, the first day? Yeah, yeah well... 20 hours. They're not, they're not too far off Dublin, it? They've hit a few stretch goals along the way as well. Yep. So they're at $143,000 out of an initial goal of $75,000. So to say they're doing well is a bit of an understatement. And they've still got 20 days left, haven't they? Yeah, at the time of this recording. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be down to less than two weeks. Now, obviously, if you do wish to support the Kickstarter or you want to learn more about it, we will put links to the Kickstarter in the descriptions of the podcast. In all fairness, the Kickstarter page is pretty transparent with the risks of running a Kickstarter like this. From what we've played, the service seems in a pretty good state already, doesn't it? Yeah. It's very stable. We didn't find any issues at all playing and joining with each other. And it was quite fluent, the experience we've had so far, hasn't it? Yeah, and the fact that it's just pick a game, send a link to people you want to join you. It's fantastic. And we've so far neglected to actually talk about one of the defining features of the service, video conferencing. Yeah, you know, we can't say the couch at the minute. It's nice to actually see each other and play with each other. Yeah, it does make some of your victories a little bit sweeter. But then again, some of your defeats much more crushing <laughs> that everyone else can see. Well, you see different mistakes and something happens and you know you look across, you're like, how are they going to respond? Because it's quite nice to place just down the side of where you're playing so it's easy to look across that so yeah it is there's bittersweet taste just to be like let's see their reaction to what i've done (laughs) sort of thing and we have talked about pie packer in the past um a couple of times actually on the podcast and this is mainly for phil one of your concerns was how having additional players all running a video chat how that would actually impact the performance. Yeah, I was glad to see that it runs nice and smooth. There is very little delay in anything. Yeah, which is amazing, especially when Anthony joined us with his garbage internet connection. It's true. (laughs) Thanks for that. (laughs) No, no, where I'm saying the internet connection isn't the best, but like you said, it played brilliant, especially on the device I was using. wasn't a fantastic device, but it worked yeah, it was a relatively low spec device, weren't it, that you were using? Yeah. yeah. And we were playing across a couple of different devices. So I was running it through a Mac. You were running it through a Windows tablet. And Phil was running it through a Windows desktop. Yep. And absolutely no issue getting into a game with each other, was it? No, it was nice. No. It was nice and straightforward. 
I believe we were all using Xbox controllers. Yeah, I was using my yes. Xbox controller. Oh, yeah, I, I, was I, I was amazed. Didn't have to set up key bindings for buttons or anything. Just jump straight in. Controller was detected. Just work straight away. Yeah, which was it was nice to see that. It looks like you can also use a keyboard if you really, really feel a bit like sadistic hating yourself. Yeah, yeah. sadistic work. <laughs> it was just nice and fluid the way it all went together. You yeah, know, there yeah. wasn't any faffing about, which I think was part of our worry as well. Yes, you know, it was straight in, straight playing, no issues. Me and Barry had a tiny little bit of lag in a couple of the matches um, of Fight of the Dragons. But that was about it. And they were very, very slight, weren't they? Um, Yeah, I must admit, most of the time I had a little issue. I was actually messing around with the AR masks. So I (laughs) I don't know if that was actually introducing like a little bit of a stutter while we were playing Rage of the Dragons. Rage of the Dragons, right. That was it, Rage of the Dragons. But overall, if we could play a one-on-one beat-em-up game like that, and we played a little bit of X2, yep. perfectly fine. It weren't perfect, as you say. There was a couple of hiccups, but thankfully, that's all they were, L- hiccups. It was a fraction of a second, and then it caught itself off. In all honesty, if you play any game online, you get that odd little hiccup. I mean, we've had yeah. it on Dead or Alive. We've had it on a few different games. So it's not uncommon to see those sort of things. It, that's just the nature of playing online. I use a lot of web-based services like this. And I would not say that this is that far behind any of the more established ones. It was a very easy way to do multiplayer. Yes. Without yeah. having the you know different ways of having to set things up. It was just very easy to drop in and just play and, you know, see each other and chat. Yeah, yeah. just the introduction of those video chats, especially we were playing Worms and that is the best online gaming session of worms i've ever had yeah and it's it's not the best version of worms to play online it's really not <laughs> um it's it's the playstation one version of worms world party that they've gotten there but just your last worms on one hp and your opponent's throwing that grenade it's sailing towards you and you can see them getting excited and it just bounces <laughs> off and misses just the exhilaration of being just yes, survived or it lands in front of your worm yeah, yeah that's what i was gonna say <laughs> backfires on yourself which yeah, i just, nearly did a couple of times it really added a lot to those sort of games yeah it did especially the look of disappointment on my face when one of you two blew up my super sheep on me <sighs> you keep saying this yeah i'd like to point did out you? for people out there as well we when we were playing worms we ended up when it weren't our turn putting our hands on our heads as if like the police were about to arrest us <laughs> Just so we could prove to Phil that we will not press in buttons. Yeah, because it used the same controller for us. Yeah, so. yes. That, that's the exception yeah. that one game. Yeah. While we're talking about the game, so, uh, what do you think of the selection so far? The selection, obviously, is the basic version, and it is a limited number, which if you've got the premium version, you can bring your own legally acquired ROMs. Yes. Or you will be able to, at least anyway. You, you can't eventually yet. will. Yeah. So the basic selection, there's some good games in there, but I felt it was a little bit limited in choice. There were some in... games that were perhaps doubled up as well, like a couple of PlayStation 1 era football games. Yeah. I do think there's a good selection of games. I say there's a couple of games that I'd never played before. We played a bit of Rage of the Dragons, as we mentioned before. That was that was a really good SNK-style beat-em-up. Uh, we had a little go of uh, Gekido, I think it was called. Yeah, which was like a that. 
bit of a Streets of Rage sort of 3D brawler. We had that um, Micromaniacs as well. Yeah, Micromaniacs. Even we didn't, we didn't quite get what the controls were. <laughs> Not really, no. Yeah. That Firewoman is very overpowered. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some bouncing issues on that <laughs> game. Nothing to do with the service, just the original <laughs> game. But we also played some more modern games, didn't we? We, we had a good crack of Micromages. I was that modern? That. Yeah, it's a relatively modern game. Oh. Uh, I think it's I think it's a couple of years old. Oh, fair enough. Well, right. it was, it was, I enjoyed that game. That was pretty good. Yeah, so did I, until someone kept stamping on my head and knocking <laughs> me down the bottom of the screen. Phil. Yeah. Just, uh, I, I needed to get to those jump, I'm about to jump over a pit of lava, so Phil thinks, I know, I'll use him as a platform and just send me <laughs> sailing down into the fiery depths. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome. I think it's the also when you're trying to climb up and you miss doing a jump and the screen's coming apart and you're like, Shoot, I need to well, go. I need to climb. Yeah, it's, it's bad <laughs> it's when you miss a jump. Like, it's even quickly. worse when your friend decides to stomp you down to the bottom of the screen to die. <laughs> Survival of the fitter. Yeah. After speaking about Earthworm Jim the other day, I gave Earthworm Jim 2 a try, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah, he it's seems to be showing up everywhere recently, doesn't he? It really <laughs> does. Yeah. It went in as well. I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to try it. But yeah, Earthworm Jim 2, although it's not multiplayer, it's fantastic game. Oh yeah, brilliant, brilliant game. I, w- I jumped on the original Earthworm Jim. And it is, is worth mentioning that these games can be played single player. Yeah. It's not an entirely multiplayer focused service, but I think that's definitely where the value of this service comes in. Oh, yeah, 100%. Especially with the video conferencing built in as well. Absolutely. It just adds that, that element that we all need right now. Yes, to see Phil and- look bitterly disappointed as he loses <laughs> yet again. Just wallowing himself. <laughs> like, uh uh-huh. But it's nice to know that, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can bring your own games to the service and play it with your friends. Uh, you know, it's not limited at all. Um, if anything, it's near enough limitless to what you can bring. Really quickly, there's going to be two tiers of membership. So there's going to be free where you'll be able to play the selection of games. Or if you're premium, you can actually bring your own cartridges with a cartridge adapter that the currently offering and is part of the Kickstarter. So this will allow you to bring Mega Drive, NES, and SNES titles. I think that's I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cool idea, the fact that you'll be able to plug in your bog standard Mega Drive cartridge and then play it multiplayer with your friends. Yeah, so grab one of them. A copy of Cyborg Justice. We can have a proper online game of Cyborg Justice between <laughs> us. Oh that'd be good. One of the ways they've Labelled it is the fact that you know this has never been done before in the retro gaming world. Being able no, to do I'm, this, I'm definitely not aware of anything like this at all. Certainly not the cartridge reader. Yeah, as I say, we've used Parsec before to play games online, and performance wasn't as good as this. But we didn't have the video chat. Yep, we certainly didn't have a future option to plug our own cartridges in either. No, it's definitely a uh, a service with promise. That is for sure. Yes. One thing about the cartridge reader which is worth mentioning is the fact that they're very limited. They are Kickstarter exclusive and they'll be ready to come by afterwards. I must admit, I'm really eyeing up. They've got a $180 tier, which gets you the adapter, a lifetime premium membership, and two inserts for the cartridge adapter. So you can yep. plug in, say, SNES and Mega Drive or Genesis games, depending on whereabouts in the world you live. And I'm really eyeing that up. 
like really, really iron that up. It's good value because also if you're a premium member and you've got the cartridge reader, you can load in your games and then invite your friends to join who may only be basic members. And on top of that, you don't have to use cartridges. You will be able to bring your legally acquired ROMs across with you. And one of the stretch goals that they've hit is you can even bring your Game Boy Advance and Game Boy ROMs. You don't even have to be playing multiplayer. You know, you can jump into a game and have your like a little mini Twitch stream. Yeah. Show off some of your gaming skills on a Tetris or Yoshi's cookie <laughs> to your friends. <laughs> it looks quite exciting. And yeah. we've definitely had a lot of fun. I think the one thing that we came across when we were trying to play a fighter game together is the fact that, you know, we, we went as three and we thought, you know, maybe we can tag each other out, but we found we couldn't do that. Although there was three of us in a two-player game, it would be nice if there was a way to cycle who was, say, player two or reorder yourself so that you could play, like, Winner Stays On, for example. Yeah. This is a beta, so it is worth pointing out. This is an yes. early access beta. Absolutely. So some Anything of these things happen. may actually be already in the in the cards, and it may be something they're working on, but it would definitely be nice to have a the ability to rotate players in a two-player game. Um, I, I also believe... The ability to swap the game without closing the room entirely would be nice. Yeah, yes. unless we're missing something. We were having to start the game. I was sending you the link across Skype. You were jumping into the game with me. And then when we wanted to try something else, again, unless I'm missing something, we had to close the room, which would kick you out, while I go back to the main menu to select a new game. It'd be nice if you could migrate the party with you. Yeah. Yeah, so click on the game, select it, load it, and go. It'd be nice as well to to see public games. So if you just wanted to, say, jump into a random game of Worms with a couple of other people, it'd be nice to be able to do that. But it's it's an early access beta. Yes. If people want to find out more, we'll go report a link to the Kickstarter in the description. Yep. There's plenty of tiers. You can get anything from lifetime premium memberships, up to if it's still there unless someone's snapped it up no both still there a trip to paris <laughs> so there's there's an awful lot on offer yeah realistically would this be something that you'd consider joining in on the kickstarter yes potentially yeah i mean i enjoyed it i think it's a very very good service it certainly works well and it's definitely got a lot of promise i think since being able to have a go in the beta you know thankfully for the keys they were able to provide us with it's given us a lot of reassurance and it's cleared a lot of questions that we had towards it and it has given us peace of mind knowing how well it works and how smooth it is yeah i'd be excited in the future to see if they will bring it to say mobile phones i know that yes. it's something that's saying that the planet but i think quick multiplayer game on your phone yeah. when you on your commute that that'd be pretty cool, especially with like a controller adaption. It's quite you know it'd be quite nice to play it onto your phone, and yeah, it would be interesting because it is browser based. You know, it's a nice market for them to go into. Yeah, uh, maybe expanding the number of browsers it works with. So at the moment, it only works with Chrome and Edge Chromium, as far as I can tell. I did try and use it on an iPad with Chrome and Edge Chromium, and unfortunately, it didn't work with them. And it does not work with Safari on a Mac. Right. And I haven't tested this, but I've been reassured it does not work with Netscape Navigator either. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, that's a given, right? 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm excited to hopefully get a chance to try bringing my own games yep. to the service. And I believe the way that that'll work is I'll be hosting it. So you'll be connecting directly to me to play games. So it isn't copying ROMs or files across to other people. Yep. And yeah, you know, there's three of us. It'd be great if we could have like Secret of Mana, you know, it's a free player RPG. Yeah. That'd be yeah, a that'd great be a game to play player. on this. Uh, some of the stretch goals as well, uh, one that they've already hit, is you can have local multiplayer. Yep. So when we can actually see each other in person, we can play locally with this. And Twitch integration, that'd be quite cool, wouldn't it? Rather than try and set up three different streams of us all together, yeah, <laughs> just have the one thing. stream of us playing the games. Yeah. They've definitely made it as user and as web-based friendly as they could possibly make it, I think. Yes, there is a few things that we think will get sorted out. I'd say yeah. the room migration is probably one of the biggest ones that I'd like to see. And yeah. some of the some of the UI labels are a bit, should we say, ambiguous, Phil? Yeah, yeah, we, we can go with that. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to find something bad to say about this. Because I say, we're not sponsored, although we are thankful for the keys. But uh, I think we're sounding a bit biased here. <laughs> well, it's because it's a good service. I mean, as, as we said before, perhaps some of the game choices, it'd be nice to have a little bit more four-player games, for example. There yes, was, and there a was few, only few a less football games. <laughs> a few yeah, less football games would be nice. Four or five of them that were four-player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it'd, be, it'd be definitely nice to be able to cycle players. I mean, we're talking about things that we've already talked about here, obviously. But yeah. the there is areas for improvement. And you know what? No product is going to come out 100% perfect. So yeah, and again, we're impressed by this. This isn't out. This is a this is, beta yeah. and exactly. not long launched to Kickstarter. Exactly. And it's not even an open beta. It's an early access beta. Yeah. There we go. So they might be getting the feedback and they might be making the changes as we're speaking about it. Yeah. And it is definitely a service that I would say is worth keeping an eye on. And it yeah. is worth kickstarting. So if anyone is interested by this, we'll have more information in the notes, as well as a link to the Kickstarter. Overall, first impressions are definitely, definitely quite positive. They are indeed. So thanks again to fantastic guys at Packer for giving us early access to this. They did not ask for anything in return. So if you'd like to learn anything more about what you've heard in today's show, you can find us at retrogamingdads.co.uk. You can also email us on podcast at retrogamingdads.co.uk. And we are also on Patreon, Twitter, uh, Instagram as well. 